Hello and welcome. Welcome to Kayla and Harrison. Won't shut up. I like that you took a drink of water right in the middle of that. It really added to our production value, which is something we are known for here at Kayla and Harrison. Welcome. Yeah, I just had to <clears throat> clear my clear my throats. I also drink water. I'm a hydrated person. Well, aren't we both then? Twins. <laughs> Twins. Twins. How are you, Kayla? I'm feeling pretty good. It's a it's a bright, clear, snowy morning. Wait, that didn't make any sense. You're in Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> there's some snow, but also there's not. <laughs> there's, um, you know what it is? It's the, the, like, you know, because we live with, like, I assume mountains in the distance and, and the ocean also. So it's like our horizon is very big. We can see all so the caribou with the clear bears bear and the caribou and the bears so we can sometimes see we could see over in russia where it's snowing even yeah uh, our visibility is extremely far because of the clarity of the bears <laughs> um exactly exactly anywho welcome to <laughs> kayla and harrison won't shut up um if you've never listened to this before I'm surprised you're here, but we welcome you. <laughs> we welcome you. This is a podcast where um, the two of us who are professional cynics yes, like honestly. to rip on movies that suck, or sometimes they're good, but it's it's few and far between. Um, well, if we had just stayed a Harry Potter film podcast like I wanted in the beginning. Oh, the pain I would experience. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. So we talk about movies. So th- there's gonna be some spoilers here for uh, uh, also, a really uh, talk- recent movie. <laughs> it's from 2007. That's not. I'm just that's, kidding. Yeah. Well, also we mostly talk about horror movies. Someday maybe we'll watch not a horror. Oh, we did a couple weeks ago. Remember we did a documentary. We, remember when we talked about Feels Good Man and it wasn't a horror movie? Uh, it's pretty horrific in some ways, I will say. Well, that's that's actually a really good point. Yes. Um, Today we are talking about a straight-up horror movie. Yes. Um, a found-footage horror movie, which we will talk about that convention, I am sure. We will. Um, it's, it's its own genre, pretty much, now. Yes. And the film we are talking about today is called Wreck. And it is Spanish. It is not from the U.S. and A. Oh, it is from Spain. And it um, is co-directed by Juan Belaguero and Paco Plaza. Very cool, very cool. Oh, no. Oh, it's so early in the morning here. Oh, um, yeah. It's the sun's out and the snow. Um, I feel it. <laughs> it's important to note that I thought this film was W-R-E-C-K, Wreck, for... The, the the like 14 years between me having seen Wreck in 2007 but being asleep through most of it because we were in college and I don't know and then <laughs> re-watching it recently and actually watching it. Yes. But Harrison it is not W-R-E-C-K. No. Um, it is not. <laughs> um, wow I've got so much to say about this movie. Um uh, I don't even know where to start. 
Well, <laughs> why don't why don't you why don't you start. walk why don't you walk us through the plot this time? I would love to do that because let me tell you something. I love disaster movies. I love disaster movies, and this film has the perfect amount of of what I love most about disaster movies, which is how normal and boring everything is at first before something goes wrong. Love that shit. I love it. I hate when movies are like, the disaster already happened. Or, <laughs> the disaster is currently starting at this first moment. This movie, if for some reason you didn't know that Wreck has a reputation for being a very scary film, you might be like, what the hell is this? Because it starts with a young woman whose name escapes me. I guess I should look that up. That would be annoying. Hold on. It's uh, Angela. 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 Angela and Pablo. Pablo's the cameraman, and Angela is the, um, she's a news reporter, and she's, they're filming some sort of, like, late night public access show called, like, While You Were Asleep, and, um, they, they, they basically, they shadow people who do jobs that have graveyard shifts, um, and this particular episode is about firemen, so they're at the fire station, and they're doing cutesy, like, news reporter stuff, like, going down the the firemen poles and, and visiting their cafeteria and doing X, Y, Z. And then they get a call and she's like, Oh, it would be so cool if we could go with you. So she goes and she's like, I'm here in the, I'm here in the truck, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when they get, it's an apartment building where there's someone in distress um, at one of the top level apartments in this apartment complex in, I assume downtown what's the Barcelona, um, in Spain. And, um, they quick, this is when it, and again, you're just, you could, I just, Oh, I love it so much. It's like, it's like a good 20 minutes of look how normal everything is. I love that shit. And And you're um, also, you know, like, let's set the stage. You're take your, you as the viewer are taken through all of this as though this is news footage. So you are, yes. your perspective is from the cameraman's camera. From Pop, everything you see, Pablo is actively filming. Um, and so Angela is like a, a constant sort of in front of the camera presence of like, keep filming like this, even, especially as it, as it starts going downhill, when um, they arrive to this apartment complex, they're trying to fight, figure out what's going on, who's in distress, why is everyone who lives in the apartment complex hiding in the lobby um, and all this? And then they become trapped in the apartment complex, including the firemen. Um, and that's when you realize something bigger is happening. The person who's in distress to a, an audience member now is immediately recognizable as a zombie. Um, the woman in the, in the um, higher up apartment and the whole time this is this is a rare found footage film i will say where i bought why the footage existed sometimes you watch a found footage horror movie and you're like why is this being recorded still why would the characters in this film continue to record <laughs> when shit just got real but i thought this film does a great job of setting up that she wants to record what's happening because they feel it feels like a conspiracy like why would you trap us here in this apartment complex with whatever is happening that we don't understand and everyone's trapped in here with us like the police that had already come into the building are trapped in here with us too the fire 
men are, are still all here with us. Like, so they're not in on it. Like, what's going on? Because at some Keep point, her- police arrive and they yes. become locked Other inside police. of this. Yes. Apartment complex. Like, like locked. Like at one point they drop plastic down over the windows as if they're going to fumigate this, this apartment complex. Like they are trapped inside. Um, and so I totally bought, totally bought the, the newscaster woman being like, keep filming this because this is some weird fucked up shit that's about to happen. So keep filming. So yeah, it almost turns into like an expose. Yes. Yes. That's what it feels like. Like maybe this, if this, this could have been a real thing, of course, until it becomes real zombie like. Um, you know, and one by one, everyone is picked off. This film is known, I think, for its gore. I mean, this is a film I remember when we did watch it in college. I don't know if it was, with, were you there when we, when we watched this in college and I fell asleep because in college I did nothing but sleep all day? You know, I know that I've seen this movie once and I, I blocked it out until I started watching it again. <laughs> and then I immediately everything flooded back to me because it's mm-hmm. um it's one of those movies that is uh, i'll say simple it is so, it has a simple it's yeah. very simple and the things that you remember about this movie that stick with you if they bother you and by bother i mean like whether or not you're disturbed by the content or whether or not you are disturbed by the acting. Uh, it immediately floods back, I will say. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I slept through it the first time, but what I remember is when I would use that anecdote, because this is a well-known film, especially in horror circles, um, and it had just come out when we watched it in college. Um, the, the reputation of Wreck is that it's very violent and it is very gory, and it is. Um so when I would say like, oh yeah, wreck, I slept through that. It's like, oh, well, how could you sleep through this film? Because it's so violent. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is, it's very, very gory, very violent. Um, I don't think in a way where that becomes tiresome, like in an Eli Roth film where you're like, God, like, this is just like, no, I don't know that it ever quite, quite uh, passes that threshold for me. Um, for me, I thought it was a great drama because I, I don't know, I buy all of the, the interpersonal relationships with the, the people who live in the building. Like at one point, you know, there's this woman and her, and her daughter and you, you find out eventually that the virus somehow got to them through their dog and it's their fault. But they start blaming the family, the immigrant family. They're like, well, I don't know what they do. And like their, their, their customs and their things are weird and it's probably fucking their fault. Um, and it's a, it's a light skinned white woman saying this. Um, and, but no, that's not what it is. Um, all the, the, all the little interpersonal things and like the, the, the way that the law enforcement who are trapped in there with them don't know what's going on. And I just, I thought it was a great drama and it descends. It, it's so interesting. This film is only, according to this, to this Wikipedia page, it's only 78 minutes. It doesn't feel that short. But it's, I feel like it's very well organized. It's tight. Nothing is useless in that film, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, I, I will say I am a big fan of this film. I don't know if that's obvious from my description, but I'm a big fan of this film. <laughs> I just, I, I, I really, I don't know. I like, 
it's just like if I was gonna have to show an alien a found footage horror film, this is it. Wreck. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've been. I'm talking your ear off right now. I am talking I, your ear off. Yeah. No, you're not. Uh, I love that you're passionate about this movie. Um, I love that journey for you. I, <laughs> I, upon turning this movie on, immediately remember hating the main actor in this movie and the the Angela woman. Yes, um, I, I'm trying to figure out like a way to explain this. Um, or a way to say this in a way that doesn't just sound like silly. Um, found footage films are not my favorite. I will say, I think that it is a bastion of a genre of movie that can be beat to death. Like so quickly, because I think that um, so many of them are so similar in a way that it's hard to escape the trope of, the found footage movie we've covered we've 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 reviewed one before on the podcast um yeah which one was it it was um the host which i feel like and i feel like that was uh, an exception to the rule i think that there's a few found footage films that are exceptions to the rule um this one for me is not it and i will say that we watched this movie with an um english overdub and the voice acting oh, yeah. was terrible, and I think that, that would, I think yeah. that partly d- did it. I also think that I have like a pension for hating newscasters, and I think there's just <laughs> a there's just a few things about this movie that are no fault of the movie. It's just I can't, I can't under I like the kind of vernacular and the kind of cadence that newscaster speaks with drives me crazy. Like I could make a whole mm-hmm. podcast episode about it. Um, it feels so artificial. Um, and I think that that's part of the, it's the biggest, you know, the movie's subject is this person who's a newscaster, essentially. I mean, it's all the people in the building, but she's the main character. And well, yeah, because she's the impetus for the, for the filming. And she's the, always also there. But she never the thing that the thing that bothers me about it is she never breaks the character of the newscaster, even when everything is going to shit. And yeah, I think that, that is true. I think that that is such a fabricated way of speaking and providing information that you are aware of when you go into that line of work. So if she was in fear of her life and it's supposed to be believable, I think that she would eventually stop talking in that cadence. But she doesn't. Um, I wish I could watch a little bit of the version you watched with the English dub, because I, I watched it in the, with the original audio with English subtitles. So I watched it in Spanish. Um, and I, I, I agree with you with the personality of the newscaster. Um, and that's pretty consistent with the, with the subtitled version, but I don't remember feeling like it was taxing. It wasn't nothing. There was nothing annoying about the delivery in the, spanish audio yeah i guess like an example of that is at one point they are um downstairs and the emts are with one of the people who has been bitten and has becoming infected and the camera operator is talking to the 
uh, Angela. I don't remember mm-hmm. how to pronounce her name. I um, don't remember either. I'm pretty sure they just said Angela in the. I think in the, the, re- the in the remake. I think it's Angela. Um, with quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. The, the English language one, which yes. I have not seen. I I ha- so I think I actually saw that first, and then I watched Wreck, and I think they were so similar, and um, maybe that's why I was um, so annoyed by it, but. I will say also, like, I am a diehard Blair Witch Project fan. I think that that mm-hmm. is the pinnacle of found footage movies for me because I, there's so much that went into the creation of that film that I appreciate. It it, it really feels like an actual, it feels like an art form um, when you start to kind of decode how that movie was made, all of the limitations that were placed on the actors involved you know, operating, I think we talked about this during the host. Well, like, yeah, we did. We did. You know, Definitely they did. had never operated a film camera before or a sound recording, you know, a zoom before or dat or whatever it was. Um, and there's, there's just so much to be said for that level of investment and involvement that it really carries through to the performance. I don't feel like this has a shred of that. And I think that um, the parts that are just, so ridiculous i think takes me out of it and i think that like especially when i was just talking about where where angela's climbing and looking over the banister and he's asking like what are you looking at what are you looking at and they're having a very loud conversation just feet away from these people there's no (laughs) doubt in my mind that they would be able to hear what they're saying like there's so many just outlandish parts that are overacted um and i think similar to last week's episode where we um talked about like a pivotal moment that sort of changes where you're like, Oh no. And I mentioned, I mentioned the conjuring and I mentioned that at one point it turns from a haunted house movie into a possession movie. And I feel like that's a shortcoming of that film. I feel like the reveal of this movie, the ending Mm -hmm. of this movie is the exact same thing. And we haven't gotten there yet. So maybe, maybe let's dive into that. Let's talk about how the movie wraps up. Yeah, so so essentially, you know, it's 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 obviously there's a there's a virus in the apartment complex. The first person to fall prey to it um is is a is an older woman. Um I I thought all all the stuff with that woman is very effective. Absolutely. Um, with that with that first zombie, very effective effects however they did it. I don't actually know much about um practical versus CGI in this particular film. Um very effective, whatever it was. And, um, the, the zombie virus spreads. They don't, they don't, it's one of the films where, you know, it's hard, I think, to make a modern zombie movie without the modern, the characters understanding immediately about the conventions of a zombie. Right. Right. Um, You're immediately entrenched in it and you just have to believe in it and go for the ride because it's nonsense otherwise. Well, that, but also, I guess what I more meant was, like, this idea that, like, there could be any film that's supposed to take place in the modern day where the characters need to be, they need to learn the conventions of how to deal with zombies. Right. Does, does that, I don't know if that makes any sense. It reminds me of, like, in Shaun of the Dead, where at one point the Ed character is like, well, are there any zombies out there? And, and Sean is like, don't, that's just, like, we've all acknowledged that these are zombies, but, like, you can't say that because it's stupid. Like, right. it's a ridiculous thing to be happening. But to to have 
all these people not understand like immediately and be like, oh, maybe we should get the hell away from all these people right. and not be bit by them. <laughs> like, come on, you know. Anyway, so it, it travels through the apartment complex. Um, and I will say that's part- that's one of the most effective things about this movie for me is the back and forth. So they're constantly mm-hmm. going upstairs and back downstairs. And this mm-hmm. is a big apartment complex. So it you is. Know. And it's it's got retail on the ground level. There's like yeah. a there's a mercantile shop. So that's we're on the ground we're level. like moving with the protagonist through Yes. The arduous, you know. <laughs> Scaling of the stairs, going down the stairs, going in one room and blockading it, going in another room and blockading it, discovering there's another potential risk factor, mm-hmm. such as if they try to open the balcony, they're going to get shot immediately. So like by the yeah by the police outside. So you you very quickly are made aware that they are quarantining this building because there's been an outbreak, and yes. the outbreak is from a dog um, that was belonged to one of the tenants and is now the little girl uh, the of the mother has it and she ends up turning into a zombie and attacking the mom and like ripping her jugular out. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the, you know, but it basically picks them off and they, they, you're right. Like they keep, they keep losing apartments to them being compromised to the point where they end up in the attic. Well, they have to go back down up, to get the keys and then go back yes. up to the penthouse. That's what it is. And they say that there's so many lives in the penthouse, but they're never there. Um, and so they, when they get into the, and this is the last like five minutes of the film, they get into this penthouse apartment. It's like hoarded out with a lot of religious paraphernalia. Um, and there, there is, there are creatures in this penthouse that you barely see in this first film. Um, I'm having a hard time cutting off this film from its sequel. Cause I don't know if you saw Wreck 2. I didn't. But when I recently watched Wreck, I was so into it, I was like, let's immediately watch Wreck 2. And Wreck 2 starts off from the the, the frame of the ending of Wreck, um, which is this news reporter being taken into the darkness by one of these creatures who you never really see in the first Wreck. Like, you see them, and you have You a, see a glimpse of it long enough. It's Yeah. Well, you see both of them. You see them, and they, they look humanoid, but they're like... They're like Emaciated, yeah. Yes. Um, they don't look like zombies. They don't exactly. Yeah, they they look like, like aliens almost. People, yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's the end of the film when she gets dragged into the darkness. And the, well, again, the, so the, to rewind, what am just, I missing? rewind just yeah. a second. The cameraman sticks his camera up in the attic and <gasps> sees yeah. a little boy briefly who's emaciated and like attacks the camera, which you're mm. not sure why because apparently they're not affected by light. So he pulls the camera down. Oh, a trap! Because a trap door drops open randomly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Somehow a trap he, door is opened. He does what they do in Host, where, where he it's puts like, the camera up just there. Put yeah. the camera up and go around in this attic space. So you see the glimpse of like an emaciated child, and then the camera falls, and then there's another emaciated creature wandering around, and there's a moment where they no longer have a light on the camera, so they go into, um, night vision mode. Which still produces mm-hmm. light, so it's I, uh, anyway the camp. They're both kind of like throwing their arms out, trying to feel their way around, um, mm-hmm. and the the 
story behind this that we're expected to spell out and believe within five minutes is that oh, yeah, this all happens so fast. They discover a even... tape and listen to it. And it says that the person who owned that apartment works for the Vatican. And mm. he was charged with isolating an enzyme carried by this girl named Tristana, whose mm-hmm. symptoms suggest demonic possession. So all this is playing as they're wandering around the apartment. Like, what are we going to do? We're, we got to like try and find our way to the roof. Um, and then this person, Tristana, um, you, I the enzyme so. became contagious and the ad, the agent sealed, sealed Tristana in the room to die of starvation. Um, and she just never did. And she never died. And then we reveal another character who's not explained and that's a child in the attic. So here's, um, here's for me, this last couple minutes happened so fast. I didn't realize it was two different creatures mm-hmm. and until afterwards. I don't, that's yeah, I, all, I don't know that's if that's how fast all this happens. Yeah. And I don't know if that's fleshed out in the sequel. I'm not really, Oh, in, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm not interested is. in watching the sequel to be honest, but you shouldn't be. It's awful. Yeah. And as, as much as I enjoyed wreck, that's how much I hated Wreck 2. Yeah. And I think everything that probably bothers you about the end of Wreck and, you know, the, like, the, the demonic possession for no reason. Yeah. Like, the, this, I feel like Wreck still ends and you can think, well, maybe this is just this Catholic interpretation of what the zombie virus is, which is a much more, to me, interesting and enjoyable explanation that, or aspect. Yeah, that's, aspect. like, kind of, I'm glad you said that because that is the only thing that would make it more palatable mm. for me. Um, well, but then Rec 2, you shouldn't ever watch because Rec 2 starts right from the bat that that this is this is some sort of molecule, like this is the Satan's molecule. No, I don't want like, that at it all. It, it's awful. Everything that's um, terrible about the last couple of minutes of Rec is just expanded upon and made even worse in Rec 2, which is a garbage film. So the Tristana emerges and is we're expected to believe that this thing is looking for food in an apartment that hasn't been opened in God knows how long. We never find out where the person who rents this apartment has gone. Mm -hmm. So she's wandering around the kitchen looking for food and they attempt to escape and the cameraman is killed by Tristana and the camera falls. Mm -hmm. Then Angela picks it up and looks through the screen and sees Tristana eating the cameraman Pablo. And then Mm -hmm. she drops the camera and the camera continues to record as she's dragged into darkness screaming. And that's the end of the movie. Which the shot, the last shot in the film is for some reason, the poster of the, of the English language remake quarantine. Yeah. I don't know why that decision was made. Um, Uh, But interesting to note, if you're having a hard time imagining what that shot looks like in the Spanish original version, it looks like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, but I, so I, didn't i did not i did not mind all of that shit just being like boom 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 at the end of wreck it really is wreck 2 that almost spoiled wreck for me because it, it takes it to the place that you hope it's not actually going in the first right one. um i so i i do like found footage horror movies and i do like some horror movies that i know we disagree on mm-hmm. like paranormal activity um which I enjoy every single paranormal activity and they do something 
with the exception of the later paranormal activities, but the first couple ones, they they just they show you something really fucked up in the last couple minutes, and then it's like, and then it's over, and and you're left to interpret what it means. Um, and the later paranormal activities get, because I made this point to Michael, I was like, I love when they're just like, look at this insane crap, like figure it out. We're not going to spell it out for you. You can right. interpret it. Um, and and they, they do go back on that in the Paranormal Activity films. They're like, no, it's all related, and it's I don't even remember. The house is probably haunted. I forget. But uh, <laughs> at yeah. least it's not. We have, we, have deter- we, have, we have found the molecular structure of Satan, and that right. is what the zombie virus is, which I cannot stress enough is the plot of Red 2. Right. <laughs> awful but uh sorry i was gonna say um i mean i think the kind of the recent paranormal activity at least was such a success was because i i unless i'm mistaken it was made for cheaper than blair witch was and it, it achieved pretty impressive it achieved that success i mean but that is because Blair Witch, you know, so much money went into post-production because the f- the film quality and the sound quality was so fucked up because actors were doing it. Um, whereas Paranormal Activity was more of like a security camera footage, right? It's not yeah, like... Yeah, it, it, it's almost entirely security cam footage, I believe. Yeah, so I think... if not, Yeah, I think it all is. Except for, no, there's a couple of moments where they're like, we're going to watch the security camera back. And it's it's like the definition of, well, the, why are you recording the recording of the recording of the recording? Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I admittedly haven't seen Paranormal Activity. I've seen like bits and pieces of like, I think maybe one of them. I mean, I get the general gist. I, I think, mm-hmm. as I said, it's so easy to fall into it. Like I have a hard time watching zombie movies for that same reason, because I feel like we're watching the same thing every time. And there's yeah so few times where it's reinvented and those times where it is reinvented are noteworthy, you know? And I think, I think the same thing about this genre, like I think the host, as I said, did a good job of it because it changes the convention when you're dealing mm-hmm. with, an online platform like this. Whereas I feel like the whole newsreel thing and the, it just becomes so it loses any of its, um, by the end of the movie, you lose any kind of like cleverness. And it's really mm-hmm. just about jump scares for the sake of jump scares, because by the end of it, like, the heightened fear is that you're being you as the viewer bearing witness to all of this um, is at risk of turning the camera turning and you being directly in contact with one of these zombies. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that totally changes when it's no longer presumably a zombie. It's some sort of demonic entity or we don't even know, like it just takes on a whole new layer where you're like, they, I feel like they were like, how are we going to wrap this up? Let's just give like two jump scares at the end and like, yeah. let that be it. And I don't and know, that vague, just doesn't vague imagery and, and vague audio that insinuates something bigger and don't worry, we'll flesh it out in the sequel. Like, yeah. I don't, well, I don't even know they, I don't even know if they had a sequel in mind. You know what I mean? Like it, this definitely doesn't feel like a movie that was designed to be in three parts. It feels like, mm-hmm. it feels like they wrapped it up really quickly and they're like, by the way, demons 
yeah. Catholicism, like things that just weren't even remotely mm-hmm. discussed or part of this world until the very last minutes of the movie. Well, and especially since you do tease out throughout the film that the dog is the is patient zero here, but you don't figure out how did what's in the penthouse apartment infect the dog. That's a big Or I mean does... the biggest plot hole for me is like why was there a little boy living in the attic? That's not even the character that's See, that's that not even didn't... the character that is pasted everywhere all over the downstairs or like the fourth level i mean to paint you a picture like when they walk (laughs) for those listening when you walk into the penthouse apartment it is like rank like Mm -hmm. there's very limited light it's very dirty it looks like no one's lived there in forever it looks like an episode of hoarders and there's just like there's catholic church news articles all over the uh, walls and images of this person and it just feels like um a scene from seven like it you know it it's very dirty and gross and creepy i guess it's not even really creepy honestly because it's such a trope like it you know by (laughs) by the time we get up there i was just and and you know the whole time we have the narrator like frantically whining which uh, is realistic i guess for that yeah the newscaster yeah. is realistic for that scenario i suppose but yeah and then the ceiling just trap door gives out and there's a child up there and like how does the child navigate in the dark you know like there's so many i have more questions than answers and none of them mm-hmm. are satisfactory it just feels well, like I, yeah <laughs> i think we're gonna have very different ratings on this one yeah i just feel I understand why this movie is received well. I think that mm-hmm. I think that people crave jump scares and I in a horror movie and I think that oh, yeah. I think that that services that need. I also think maybe people think this is like an interesting uh found footage zombie movie. I mean, that's hard for me to say because I don't even feel like I feel like by the end it's not even a zombie movie. It's about something completely different and so it's technically not at the end but i so i almost wish i hadn't ever seen rec 2 because the the unanswered questions and in the way it's so fast and it's so like i i don't i it was exciting the ending of rec was exciting for me um and i when i think about this film i'm trying to completely separate it from rec 2 which i felt like was just the exact i had the exact opposite experience watching rec 2 um, that I had watching Wreck, which was that I, it was so enjoyable. The ending being absurd, instead of being something I hated, I found it very entertaining. Um, entertaining, like, in a funny way, or entertaining, like, thrilling? No, it, it, uh, entertaining in a thrilling way, where I just, I just like, I was really invested in in the, the mystery without really wanting, I didn't want to know exactly what was happening. And I like mm. the interpretation that I made up in my head of like, Oh, well, this is this, this, maybe this guy was actually patient zero. And this is his Catholic interpretation of a zombie apocalypse. Like that's more interesting to me than again, what it is supposed to actually be. And I didn't even understand that there were two creatures in the penthouse. So like, I didn't spend any amount of time wondering why there was another little kid because I, it just, I didn't register that there were, it was, um, that was just, 
enjoyable in a way where I was genuinely interested in the, the, the narrative thread of the film without wanting to know things in an explained way. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Um, it, it's just like, it's a fun movie. I just genuinely, I enjoyed watching it so much. Um, that, God, the second one's so awful. If you really <laughs> want to watch a terrible film, like if you were just sitting at home and you're like, I want to watch something God awful. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will, but I do appreciate your suggestion. I, they're also, <laughs> I'm almost positive I saw Quarantine first, but they're so similar. Mm-hmm. That... Is it just like a shot for shot, but English language remake or like? Um, uh, I don't know if it's a shot. I can't remember, honestly, and I refuse to watch it again. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might give it a watch just for fun. I you mean, should. I didn't, you know, I probably will. Also, I just like. I can't speak enough for how much I enjoy disaster movies. I think maybe even living in this pandemic right now just makes me want it more. Like the fact that I haven't watched a movie called quarantine during this quarantine is shocking because I've watched like every outbreak movie you could possibly think of. Right. (laughs) The, the remake I will say doesn't have a score. So it only uses sound effects, which is like an attribute of that movie that is part of a, you know, discussion of the film which i think is interesting but that is interesting i'll have um, to watch it and then we'll have to review it it also has a different (laughs) explanation of the virus um oh does it okay well i don't want to i think i'm gonna watch it so i'm not gonna read i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it and 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 try to get that same pure experience i got watching wreck yeah with quarantine that's what i want i want that for you <laughs> All right, let's let's uh rate this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harrison, I love you. Um, um <laughs> I w- I'm going to I'll gonna go, go first. first. No, let me go first. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> okay, hold on. Cuz you're going to you're going to be mean to me. No, I'm not. Even I just I would said never it. be mean to you. I loved you. Um, um I'm giving this film I'm giving this film a 5. You can't stop me. <laughs> giving this film a five i i i'm divorcing it from the reality of the ending of this film i am i am living in suspended reality in this rating the what i got from wreck and what i interpreted it as and what i want it desperately to be which is just a fun <laughs> like zombie apocalypse i just i did i love it. it hits all the tropes i like until the end and if you just ignore that and choose to you can't ignore the I, end yes i can i 100 can harrison and oh my god because well not ignore ignore what is actually happening at the end and instead so, what is the mythbusters quote i ignore your reality and substitute my own um <laughs> i i choose to interpret it in a way that i know is wrong based on the sequel and based on reading anything about what they intended at the end of this film. It was just, it, I had, I just had a fun time. This is why for me, I'm like, you know what people think, why do you like horror movies so much? Like what the hell's wrong with you? And you're and like, like out- just give me an emaciated little boy and an emaciated <laughs> other character that I can forget. And, like, <laughs> and I'll give it a yeah. six. <laughs> I didn't give it a six. I gave it a five. I stand by this five. Freaking, I'll be like, you know what? I don't know. Fucking wreck. 
I enjoyed it very much. Five. The, I, I'm stopped from the six because I can't actually ignore how fucking weird it gets at the end. And also, there's not... I, I, keep, I always want to say there's nothing special about it. Like, it's simple. Like you said early in this episode, like, simple, but maybe that's not the right word. But it is. It's so simple. I just enjoy it. I just... I, I like what it is, Harrison. Five. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to give it a one. <laughs> and why can't we give it a zero, Harrison? Whose fault is it, Harrison? I have, uh, mm, I'm trying, I'm like, I, I'm not exaggerating when I'm, when I say like within seconds of restarting this film, I audibly said, oh no, I remember this now. I, yeah, that that about says it all. Uh, I wish that there were more redeeming qualities to this movie. Um, uh, Have we ever liter- like I I I'm trying to be really generous and think about things that I liked about it, mm-hmm. and I just can't find one. <laughs> Have we ever been this apart on a rating? I don't know. I someone aggregate the data. We don't keep track of our ratings anywhere. But <laughs> yeah. Somehow aggregate that data that doesn't exist anyway. And let please, me know if we've please, ever been our this super fans, apart. we need you now more than ever. <laughs> we need you more than ever. Our free interns. I don't even. What's funny about this is I. I don't even want to argue with you. I just like. I. <laughs> There's no, well, we there's shouldn't no, argue. No, no, no. I just meant like sometimes, you know, like I remember we did disagree on Demon Knight, on, oh. on Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, but I don't know that it was that. Maybe it was, actually. No, I think I, I gave it a four and you gave it a six. That's not yeah, that different. But I, it's not. But I remember being like, no, Harrison, you don't understand. Demon Knight's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> like, and here's why. And like, I don't feel that way about Rick. Uh, but I'm still like, I'm just like, yeah, maybe. It checked all the marks for you. Ever since Feels Good Man, I'm a different person now. Mm-hmm. You're enlightened. I, I wanna, I'm that cartoonist person from the film whose name I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Fury? Oh, it does, yes, for a minute I was like, that's not his name. That's a made up name. I'm so sorry, Matt Fury. <laughs> you have a perfectly valid name. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm chill now, Harrison. You know what? You know what? I really got something from Rick that you didn't get. That's chill. I'm so excited um, for you. One thing I will I'll say. Still, I will fight about Demon Knight, though, but continue. <laughs> um, it is impressive that this movie was made only a year after its original. I don't know. For some reason, that struck oh, me. Oh, what? Quarantine? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, I feel like that's a good testament to like, and I, I don't even know how you ended up watching a dub of this film we specifically Um, let me also point this out this may contribute to my hatred of this movie we specifically mm -hmm. looked for not an english dub because we just wanted to watch it with subtitles and we could Mm -hmm. not find it so i'm not sure what's up with that but that sucks no but i the fact that they made quarantine the next year like within a year i feel like is a testament just just how much the narrative is that no one wants to watch foreign language films no one wants to you know read subtitles um which is 
ridiculous. I mean, I, I'm not saying that's not, like, true of the greater American public. It probably is. But it's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I just never want to watch it again. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch it right now. I'm going to, I'm just going to. Also, gonna okay. Bud did, you, Light and just did you know that there's four of these? Yeah, I did. And I, but I'm not going to ever. Okay. But I will say this is interesting. So <laughs> yes. the first one was directed by the two people, right? And the second one was mm-hmm. also directed by the two people. The third one they start directing them independently. So the third one was directed by Plaza and the fourth one was just, uh, directed by Balaguerro. I find that really interesting. I don't want to watch them, I'm but that's gonna. but that's why I gave it a one. That's noteworthy. Fool me once, Rex equals. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was surprised to hear that there was a, there's a sequel to Quarantine called Quarantine 2 Terminal. <laughs> Okay, so we did do a little bit of research into Quarantine 2 Terminal. <laughs> They're stuck, by the way, in an airport terminal. Yeah, I don't know. So it's know. funny because terminal is a medical term, Harrison. I don't... Harrison? Harrison, terminal is also a med... It has two meanings there. Also, Quarantine 2 is a completely different film than Rec 2. Probably a better film. <laughs> um, do you want... Can I tell you something about Rec 2? Other than the fact that uh, it's about the zombie virus is... <laughs> <laughs> it's another reason you don't want to ever watch Rec 2 is that Aunt Angela actually survives the first one according to Rec 2 uh, how does she survive that last shot Harrison that's a great question that's kind of answered in Rec 2 I wonder if she's in the third one and the fourth one she is okay so the, I'll just tell you yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not going to watch it, so... She's somehow, like, infected, but, like, not all the way. I don't know, but not, like, in a cool girl with all the gifts way. In, like, a... This doesn't make any goddamn sense way. Where she's, like, infected, but she doesn't become a zombie, but, like, she can turn zombie-ish. And... I, anyway, and then the third... I think the premise of the third one is that they're going to use her for the cure because she's some, again, girl with all the gifts that's the plot of that but anyway um and I, god only knows what the fourth one is about i don't know but i assume she survives through all of them because she she becomes the the resident evil girl she just she's all through them yep fuck that <laughs> so um, everyone go watch wreck and then get on her social media and say things like kayla's right harrison's wrong Wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> she would never say it because she's so chill. But Kayla's right and Harrison's wrong. I can't wait. Yeah, please bring that on. I uh, <laughs> would love nothing more than to have to think about this movie again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on that note, I hope everyone had a great holiday. We did in Alaska. No, oh, we love Thanksgiving. Alaska. Yeah, we made Whatever a holiday just happened. We made a tofurkey and um those actually run wild here. <laughs> yeah. They're uh they're everywhere. They um It's a real problem. I'm so upset by this movie. We have to stop talking now. <laughs> I can't Bye. even I can't even think about 
food. I, <laughs> the, the, the wild roaming tofurkeys that live here in Alaska. One lives in the attic. <laughs> Inex- inexplicable. It just shows up and you have to deal with it. You have to come to terms with it. It's part of the plot. Go with it. Tofurkey in and the it's attic. Great, it's, it, it's a great time. Yeah. One, one, out of, one out of six. Would recommend. Bye. Would not recommend. Five, five, five. <laughs> Bye. Experience. Bye.